Hey, Jason Rice here for another Lap Party podcast. This is again to kind of wrap up what we go through on a daily basis with our dealers. It looks like today we went through, uh, man, about uh, six phone calls, you know, with our dealers and some for new cars, used cars, mostly used cars and um, <clears throat> two new car meeting calls. But, you know, one of the things that on my latest, my last call, one of my last calls is, um, fairly new. They're about uh, four or five weeks, four weeks into doing uh, this, and they're starting to see some great results. Uh, and so, you know, this is about that time we get the, you know, we felt each other out for the last couple weeks, but I was really kind of testing them on, you know, their approaches to their inventory. I, you know, when I go through and analyze inventory, slice it and dice it, look for cars that I think we need to make adjustments on, you know, most of the reasons why I want to bring that car up. Because a lot of times these cars, they just recently changed in the last day or two. But just me looking at the numbers and, and to give you some insight, when I pulled the, da- the dealer's data, um, you know, right now all my dealers are on Viato. I got one on Inventory Plus. But I pull that inventory out looking for things like low SRP VDP data. Um, if we haven't changed the price in a while or high price to market or high average miles or high day supply, low day supply, I'm looking at this this data and I don't have cost in my figures. I don't want to be wrapped up in if they're making any money or not on the car. But when I look at a date of the car, how old it is and where it's priced at and the activity it's getting, <clears throat> I want to challenge them even if they didn't they just changed the price. And it's really just kind of testing the dealer out. And that's one of the things after I pulled up a few of these cars were like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but there was there was a lot of excuses on these cars and I you know I was telling them they've been consistently been at 14, 15% aged inventory, and we really haven't driven that down over the last four or five weeks. And I think it's them holding on to some of the, you know, mentality of the yeah, buts. Yeah, but this is a good switch car. You know, we could get somebody on it, and it's good for subprime. And I'm like, yeah, but it's 56 days old. No one's done that yet. And based on the numbers, yeah, but give me another week. So after a few of those, you know, I, I told him, I said, hey, you know what? I'm not telling you wrong on these prices. You just adjust. You put a lot of thought behind it. Some of the prices make sense, but every time I bring one of these cars up, it's a yeah, but car, and there's always <clears throat> something behind it. And I said, I need you guys to let go of that stuff. If this, I said, I'm fine with this, but if I'm just planting a seed right now, if this continues two or three weeks down the road and we're still not busting through age, we got to get over these yeah, but cars and keep them moving. So that was one of the calls, and, and one of the things you got to think about, if you're not getting through aged inventory, you're not cleaning that inventory up, you got to put those yeah butts aside and just look at the car for what it is, regardless of what you're going to make on it, and you know you're wrong in it, price it, move it, get it out of your lot, and, and reinvest those dollars. <clears throat> Another one of my calls was a new car call, and we deal with the new car inventory. But what's so cool about it is we're looking at new cars like used cars. I mean, we're really driving down average age. We're looking at trends like how fast those cars are moving in the market. We're looking at, now again, a lot of these dealers are on V-Auto Conquest, and we're pulling all this data out of V-Auto's Conquest and looking at trends. We could see if our sale rate's been dropping off week after week, but yet the market's picking up. So then we go look at those cars, and once we realize you know we're behind the eight ball, the market's moving moving and we're not we're, we're we're really looking at those cars and figuring out you know this happened to be a hyundai store so we've seen a bunch of sonatas maybe and they had maybe a half a dozen that if we just made some adjustments 500 to a grand uh we could hit some good marketing because we do flat pricing on new car instead of pricing it you know invoice minus rebates we're 
we're rounding, we're flatting that number down. So what I mean by that, if you know invoice minus rebates puts you at twenty thousand one seventy two, we're going to drop that one seventy two and put you at twenty grand even and grab that activity like we do used. Then once we flat price them, because we can't do what I call the set it and forget it anymore, we can't just let the system price our cars. We're going to flat them to get the exposure. And then once from once we flat them, it's up to us to kind of reanalyze our inventory, need to figure out where we're making adjustments. So treat new cars like you cars we're making some good improvements sales are up things are going good at that store and uh, the biggest impact is we're talking about cars new cars like we never done before and we've been doing it for a year but I'm saying these conversations that dealers are doing on new cars they just never had before and then go back to flat pricing um, you know there's the strategy out there I put out there you can look it up in uh, September 2011 you know why I think their article's name was Why Price a Car at uh, $14,995 ever again, something like that on Digital Dealer. But I've been studying this pricing strategy for five, six years now and kind of brought it to the industry. And then, you know, I've been to dealers. Well, we tried the flat pricing. It didn't work. Matter of fact, one of my best performing stores, I ran into that when I first started with them. They said, oh, we tried it a while back. It didn't work. I'm like, you don't understand. It's not just putting a car at twenty grand. It's understanding how these price buckets work on websites, how AutoTrader has pricing buckets that are different than cars.com that are different than car gurus and some of them are the same so 26 grand is a number that works phenomenal on auto trader and car gurus that's their buckets they they have two grand buckets two 22 grand 24 26 28 so pricing a car at 26 gives me activity on both but as soon as i drop the price off 26 uh, you know 24 is the next activity on those sites that won't work so but 25 is a phenomenal way to blow up uh, 25 works great on cars.com so if we can move a car from 26 to 25 if you don't want to drop it a grand you go 25 five for a couple weeks if that don't work then go to 25 and get your activity there not only that we had a car like at 23 five so we think through this we look at our last move at 23.5, if we drop it 750, dollars, we could it will it'll say reduced on Auto Trader, and so you got to do a 2.5% reduction. So uh, 750 droplets plenty enough. So 23.5 went to 22.750, and with the reason why we did that to say reduced right now, at least that would give us some activity. We're not hitting a good bucket, but at least it'll say reduced, maybe draw some attention. Then our next move in a week or two is to lose the 750, hit that 22 gram bucket that works on both auto trader and car gurus so it's not just about flat pricing it's understanding how these sites work and manipulating your pricing strategy to maximize those exposures so that's some of the stuff we went through today i hope this was helpful uh, again uh, check us out uh, at lotpop.com check out youtube channel we got a ton of videos probably 60 videos in there at youtube just go to lot pop or lot party and um, uh, itunes and or just give us a call 844 lot pop 4 thanks bye